KGEZ Good Morning Show Drill Down. A candid conversation with our correspondent covering this morning's hottest story. This is the first of our two exclusive KGEZ Good Morning Show Drill Downs made possible by Bailey Insurance Services to Washington, D.C. and Linda Kenyon. Good morning, Linda. Hello, Linda. Good morning. It started out to be a bit of a rough morning here for yours truly. <laughs> really? What happened? We, well, apparently somebody flicked a switch uh, regarding all of us who have of us who have clearance to enter the White House. You know, kind of like the uh, AT&T outage that was experienced earlier this week. Uh-huh. So those of us who have clearance are all standing outside because our passes are not valid today. <laughs> and we're, they're entering us. One one keystroke at a time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Normally, I, I guess that, that's a, a neat, an opportunity for us to talk with you about how you uh, enter and, and, and exit the White House. Yeah, well, everybody who has what they call a hard pass has a Secret Service uh, 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 security clearance background check that they do on you. And then uh, if you have no felonies or are in the midst of committing a felony yeah. <laughs> or what have you, then uh, they will issue you a hard pass. And that allows you to clear the gate and come inside the briefing room and the press work area. But that's the only thing that you can do. You can't wander around the West Wing or anything like that okay, unless now you, you want to get shot. You mentioned they're having to <laughs> enter it manually. The uh, Ordinarily, is it scanned? Yeah, there's a chip inside the hard pass, and it's got all your information on it. And you scan your pass, and then you punch in your individual code, and then they search you and your bags, and then you're allowed in. (laughs) Wow. Except for today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So the, the, we just uh, talked with Senator John Tester a few moments ago, and I asked him if we we're going to have a government shutdown. He said, no, nah, I don't think so. But uh, what do you think? Well, you know, they have a tendency to pull a rabbit out of a hat at the 11th hour. They'll probably do it again. But I don't think that they will actually uh, pass new spending as they're supposed to do. They're still operating on last year's fiscal numbers. They've just gone under uh, a continuing resolution, continuing previous funding levels, or a CR. And they probably will pass another CR to give them a few more days, or they will pass an even longer CR to give them as much as a year. But uh, that would be a disaster for those who are working on last year's fiscal numbers and uh, in the current fiscal year. That means that any spending changes that were necessary um, as uh, submitted by department heads would probably be, you know, null and void. So they need to get their work done, to put it plain and simple. Uh, Tester seems to think that they'd get a one, maybe a two-week extension, but that would be it. Uh, and he says that's ridiculous. We haven't been able to figure this out for five and a half months. Why are we going to do it in two weeks? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a very uh, <laughs> salient uh, statement because, um, by the way, uh, there's two. They're operating under two separate CRs right now. The first one, for I believe, four agency government and uh, government departments runs out on Friday, and then the second CR runs out on March eighth. And that is for the remaining 12. So if they cannot uh, pass one and they CR that one again, they still have another CR to deal with around the corner, which is next Friday. 
I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm getting the impression, and I got the impression from our conversation with Senator John Tester that uh, um, the, the Senate's pretty frustrated with the House. Yeah, the Senate's very frustrated with the House. Um, the Republicans who control the House are in a state of disarray in terms of their ability to pass pretty much anything. Uh, they seem to be uh, in a tug of war between the moderate Republicans and the most conservative Republicans who have uh, pretty much controlled the situation uh, for House Speaker Mike Johnson, uh, who is also a very conservative Republican, but he's also pragmatic, and he knows that if he wants to pass anything, he's going to have to rely upon some Democratic votes. And the very conservative members of the House Republican Party do not really like that idea. They don't want to have, they want to basically go at, alone Republican uh, majority rules. And uh, yes, majority rules in the House, but uh, not if you can't get even a majority to agree on anything. How far in the line are you now before you get up to where you have to show your card? Oh, I already showed my card and they oh. said I'm not in the system. So I had they sent me back outside. <laughs> oh, so they got you sitting outside until they figure it out. Is that the deal? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, I hope you're not <laughs> late for any <laughs> anything. Well, you know, I just had to explain to my peeps what was going on, and I'm not the only one affected. So, yeah. well, then, <sighs> you know. So Hunter Biden is on the uh, hot seat today with the asbestos diapers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, he's testifying in the uh, House impeachment inquiry. The uh, the uh, Republican, two Republican-led committees are trying to uh, get uh, some uh, traction on their impeachment uh, effort of uh, President Biden. They're trying to draw a direct line between Hunter Biden's uh, business dealings and uh, whether the then Vice President Joe Biden profited from those dealings. And uh, this uh, closed-door testimony comes after what, uh, well, what has now become a, a somewhat hampered investigation because the chief witness, an FBI informant, has been discredited and has said that he lied about the whole thing and that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden had nothing to do with any of this stuff. And uh, he has, by the way, been arrested on other charges. But uh, so you would think that the case would have fallen apart, but the Republicans who were leading the two investigative committees are saying, uh, yeah, you know, let's just keep trying. So that's what they're doing today. And uh, I guess the, the, the question is, uh, they could be working on the uh, budget. <laughs> yeah, they could. And that's one of the major complaints about uh, the Democrats have right now, you know, that they're totally wasting their time on, uh, on things other than the most immediate problems, which are funding the federal government, number one. Number two, the Ukraine situation. And, and so, uh, I, I just, uh, I, I wish that we could get some solid information about what it is that these mountains of evidence they say they have. And I'm, you know, I, I don't doubt that they have it. My question is, why can't we see it? Yeah. Well, because maybe it, they don't want us to see it. <laughs> Or we'll see it later. It's just very hard to figure this whole thing out right now, especially since the main reason for bringing up the impeachment was this uh, testimony from an, this uh, informant uh, who has now said he lied about the whole thing. Uh, is there a, 
is there, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm fishing here, Linda, because I'm hoping you know something more than the rest of us do about it. What makes you think I know anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just hoping that, it, you know, maybe you caught wind of something that, uh, that might have some traction to it that's causing this uh, to continue. I think it's uh, more a case of they're just going to continue digging until they find something. Uh, it is an election year, and uh, politics is a nasty business. Okay, now is Jim Jordan uh, kind of the lead in uh, he's, this impeachment yeah, he's inquiry? Head, yes, he's the head of one of the two uh, committees uh, doing an impeachment inquiry. The other is James Comer, uh, both the very conservative uh, Republicans who... Uh, have, you know, wanted to pursue this impeachment situation for, well, even probably before Joe Biden became president. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because uh, I, I just looked at Jim Jordan. He's in his ninth term now. He's introduced 30 bills since he's been in Congress. Not a single one of them have ever been signed into law, and yet he keeps getting reelected back in his district. And, uh, so I don't know what you have to show to the local folks back home that you're d accomplishing for them other than being a contrarian. Well, maybe they like that, and it's hard to say. Or they're just not paying attention. A lot of people don't pay attention when they go to the polls and they say, huh, who should I vote for? Oh, I know this guy's name. He seems familiar. I'll just <laughs> okay. pull the lever for that guy. <laughs> all right. Uh, but you also have uh, people who... Uh, uh, are what we call ideologues. In other words, they have these yes. uh, their principles, and as long as your principles agree with my principles, uh, I'm going to vote for you. Yeah. Right, right, regardless of whether those principles have any uh, traction or uh, any ability to get passed on uh, Capitol Hill. Uh, is there any truth to this rumor we're hearing that, uh, that uh, Jim Jordan could be facing uh, contempt of Congress charges? Well, he was facing contempt of Congress charges much earlier during uh, the previous uh, session of Congress uh, because he refused to testify before the uh, House Impeachment uh, Committee, not the Impeachment Committee, the January 6th Committee. So this so, uh, this is still alive, or have they let that... What I, I guess I'm just curious to know if there's anything new coming about this. Well, it's still alive because it was never pursued. However, uh, it cannot be pursued now. Uh, most likely for political reasons, because the Republicans are in control of the House. Uh, now it would become a situation that would be pressed by Congress and kicked upstairs to the Justice Department. But if the Justice Department feels that it doesn't want to uh, use its time on that or can't really build a solid case, then it won't pursue it. But right now, it is a matter for justice. Linda, as always, we appreciate your great reporting, and thank you for drilling down for us this morning, and I hope you don't have to sit outside too much longer. <laughs> That's right. L at least the weather is it's better. Raining. Uh -oh. It's raining. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Linda. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Looking for reliable and affordable car insurance? Look no further than local Bailey Insurance Services. Their team of experts is dedicated to finding you the best coverage at the most competitive rate. With their comprehensive policies, you can drive with confidence, knowing that you're protected against the unexpected. Don't wait until it's too late. 
contact Bailey Insurance Services and get the coverage you need for the right price. Bailey Insurance Services, 406-752-7676. The KGEZ Good Morning Show Drill Down. Covering the biggest stories and bringing them home to Northwest Montana. Well, that's the first of our two exclusive KGEZ Good Morning Show drill downs. It's a service of Bailey Insurance Services, local and independent. So what does that mean to you? Here's what it means. When uh, you need insurance, you're looking for the best coverage and the best rate. You know, they can go shopping many carriers to find you the best coverage and the best rate for your home, your auto, your toys, and your health. Why don't you call Bailey Insurance Services, 752-7676.